Okay, so let's learn. So uh, first of all, Bishkach to Yechon Gordon this morning for sponsoring the breakfast. Should be as close to the cover as uh, Nassim's yard side, right? That's the cover of Nassim's yard side. Sarah Davis. Should be as close for you. All Bishkacha. All Kilo. All of Kali. So now, I, I'm, I know that today is not Sarah Davis. Okay, like we're we're eating, so it's okay. But Shul uh, Shachalva, you know. So Sarah Davis is I think a Tuesday, right? Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. So let's make some achanas. We learned that they need to Sarah Davis a little bit. <clears throat> and then Bez Hashem, Bez Hashem, next week we'll uh, get back to Sefer Yeshua. So, what happened at Asar Batavis? So, Chazal say a number of historical events that took place a couple of days before Asar Batavis and so on, but Asar Batavis itself, the day that we fast, so Hufka'ir, that was the day where, by the first place of Mikdash, the king of Bavel laid siege on Yerushalayim. So, Yerushalayim, the walls of Yerushalayim were surrounded by the enemy, and a siege was laid on Yerushalayim. That on Shavasabatamas, right? A little bit, a few months later, Shavasvat Thomas, the walls were broken in. And then at Tishavav, the base of Megdash and Yishalayim were destroyed. That's, uh, that's the, the events. So obviously, when we talk about these fast days that are revolving around Kurum base of Megdash, Asar B'tevis, Shavasvat Thomas, Tishavav, some Gedalia too. So the most severe one, the one that's the heaviest, is obviously Tishavav. That was the day that the base of Megdash was actually destroyed. But... There is a certain severity and a certain chumrah that actually Asar B'tavis has over all the other holidays. Mm-hmm. And this is like, you know, to enter into Asar B'tavis, you have to go through this particular nekuda. There's a famous Avudraham. That's in Marmaka number one. The Avudraham is one of the Rishinim. It's an interesting, interesting sefer that he wrote. It's a sefer, it's basically a parish on the Siddur. And he goes to the Siddur and he uses that as a springboard to talk about many things. So in the Avudraham, in the part of the Sefer, the Siddur, where it's about fast days, so he writes the following, the following, uh, the following observation about a Servitavis. <clears throat> There's a difference between a Servitavis versus the other fast days that we have that are commemorating and revolving around Chorum Beis HaMegdash. Again, Shavas Batamas, Tishabav, Tzom Gedalia. We know that, generally speaking, if a fast day falls on Shabbos, if a Tisha is on Shabbos, then it's Nidcha, it's pushed off to Sunday, Shabbos with Thomas, and so on. Chutz is different. The calendar is worked out in such a way that a Tevis never falls out on Shabbos. That's the way the calendar works. But here's the Chiddush. Avol. There's two Chiddush with the Tevis. First of all, Sometimes they could fall out on Friday, and then you would fast on Friday, which is a To go into Shabbos fasting, it's usually something we don't do. <clears throat> but if a Sarbat Tevis falls out on Friday, then you fast, even if it means going into Shabbos fasting. But here's the real kicker. And says the Vujraham, it doesn't work, it doesn't happen. But if theoretically a Sarbat Tevis would have fallen out on Shabbos, you would fast on Shabbos too. So even though Tishabav is more severe externally, but in Pneumius, and Shabbos is a day of Pneumius, and therefore Shabbos is, in a certain sense, in Pneumius, Asar is the most severe. And so Shabbos, which is a day of Pneumius, is sensitive to Asar Batavis. It says the Vujraham, and how do I know that if Asar Batavis would fall out on Shabbos, you would fast even on Shabbos? And they should never because it says in, in Sefer Yecheskel, in, in, in the book of Yecheskel, that's where it talks about the four fasts and all the fast days that we have for the Chorim Beis HaMikdash, and over there it says, regarding Asar B'tevis, that you should fast, Be'etzim HaYom HaZeh, on that very day, Be'etzim HaYom HaZeh. Said the Vujraham, the word Be'etzim HaYom HaZeh, that phrase, Be'etzim HaYom HaZeh, is also a phrase that's used by Yom Kippur. The Pasuk says by Yom Kippur, that you should fast on Yom Kippur, Be'etzim HaYom HaZeh, on that very day. And says the Gemara, the fact that it says on that very day, Be'etzim HaYom HaZeh means even B'Shabbos. But if Yom Kippur is on Shabbos, you fast even on Shabbos. Well, says the Vujraham, that same phrase of Be'etz of Yom Ezeh, it uses for Asar B'tavis. So Asar B'tavis also, if, if theoretically Asar B'tavis were to fall out on Shabbos, then you would fast on, Asar, you would fast on Shabbos as well. It wouldn't be pushed off. That's the Vujraham. Okay, it's a problem. So we have to understand this. Obviously, this needs explanation. This needs understanding what is it about Asar B'tavis that's so severe and it's so chomer that it overrides even Shabbos itself again. It doesn't work, Baruch Hashem, the calendar doesn't allow that to happen. But in theory, uh, by the times when they would sanctify the new moon based on witness, eyewitness testimony, there was no set calendar, then theoretically a servant of can fall on a Shabbos, then you would fast on Shabbos. How do we, uh, what does it tell us about a servant of <clears throat> Okay. So let's investigate a little bit, the general idea of fasting, 
Okay? And then from there, as Hashem will be able to hopefully get a, a, a little bit of a deeper understanding of the servitators. <clears throat> okay. So it's like this, just a little bit of a background. The, the fast days that we have are set from the calendar, right? So you know going in, uh, you know, to any particular year, unless Mashiach comes, that there's going to be fast days. Tishavah, Vaservatevis, Shosvatamas, Kippur, obviously. These are fast days. Okay, those are tiniest, tiniest uh, kvuis. These are set fast days. In the times of Chazal, though, there was a phenomenon, and theoretically it's still possible now, there's a, there was a phenomenon of fast days that were taken, <coughs> that the Tzibur took upon themselves because of vinyanim that were going on in current events. So classically, you have Sugis and Sugis Prokim in Mesechus Tainus about the halachas of fast days that the Jewish people or the community would take on, a city or whatever would take on because of uh, a drought or because of a famine or God forbid there's a, there's a, a war. These are not obviously set in the calendar. These are day, the fast days that the community would take on because of a particular tzairach. So you have fast days. Again, these are, these are two different, I guess, uh, 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 we'll see in a second, two different types of fast days. You have a fast day because of a current event that's taking place. And you have fast days because of Chorim Beis HaMikdash. So at the time, Tainas Esther was a current event thing. And you're right, nowadays it's Zecher to that event. It's not for Chorim Beis HaMikdash, but yeah, Tainas Esther. I guess uh, we're getting closer to that, so I guess we can talk about that when we get there. So let's let's try to define in halacha these two categories of fast days. Are they the same? Are they different? What's the intention of the fast? <laughs> so take a look at Maramukha number two. This is a Rambam, right in the beginning of Hilchas Tainus. Okay? Now the Rambam over here is talking about the category of fasting based on current events. Something's going on, and the community takes upon themselves a fast. By the way, this is true for a community. It's true for an individual. A person can be Makabah Tainus, you know, uh, there's something going on in their life. It could be makabotainus, there's such a thing. So says the Ram like this. Mitzvah says the Ram, there's a mitzvah from the Torah. It's interesting. The Ram says there's a pasik in, in, in Parshas Baloischa. It's a whole parsha in Parshas Baloischa that Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moshe Rabbeinu is commanded on behalf of the Jewish people to, to create, to, to, to form two trumpets of silver. It says the Pasuk, these trumpets will be blown at different occasions. So they're blown by Karbonus, the trumpets are blown. They were blown during the times of the Midbar when the Jewish people had to travel, they were blown also. But says the Pasuk, another time to blow is when there's a war. When there's a war and something difficult that's happening to the Jewish people, there's a mitzvah to blow with trumpets. That's the Pasuk. So says the Rambam, that mitzvah of blowing with trumpets is more expansive than just blowing with silver trumpets. The, that mitzvah is for a, a special mitzvah for the Jewish people to daven and to call out to Hashem and to do tshuva by an Tzar. The way it's being expressed in that particular way is by blowing trumpets. But blowing trumpets is just another expression. It's just a certain, just one of the many expressions that the Jewish people have to daven and to call out and to, and to do tshuva to Hashem when there's a war, when there's an Eish Tzara. So it says around like this. Again, mitzvah is in a Torah. There is a mitzvah from the Torah, Lizaik, to call out and to blow trumpets, because of a tzara that, does, that God forbid should not come on the community. But if it does, there's a mitzvah to call out in trumpets. Now, by the way, it's an interesting sugya by itself to investigate this. Why don't we do, I don't know if any of you have, have, have uh, most people have never seen these silver trumpets be blown, like by difficulties. I've seen it once. It was by, years ago, by, by when Gush Katif, when the whole matzah was going on, it was by the Kaisel. And there was a whole Asifa, you know, Ravadia was, was, I think, leading it. There's a lot of Gedalim there. And, uh, and they were saying Slichas and everything. And then, f- like, from the top of one of the roofs, and Ravadia was there. It was under his, like, auspices, you know. And uh, they, had, they had two huge silver trumpets. They're Boi Chatzaritzis, an Eitz Tzara for, uh, for Kala Yisrael, such a thing. So anyway, so the, so the question is, why don't we do it more often? I mean, how about we shouldn't have to when there's no, there should be no Tzaras. But, but anyway, the Rama says there is a mitzvah of of, of Blonchat Saitris, and that again, that's that's just uh, the, the mitzvah in a more general sense is to call out of the David Hashem by Nesara. It says the Ram like this, that this is this is part of of uh, uh, it's an it's an expression of tshuva. The Nesara takes place. that when there's a difficulty that happens to a person or to the tzibur, the we daven about it, the yiriu, and we call out with Chatzaitris. 
It'll obviously everyone will pick up the message that it's something and it's something that we did wrong. We have to do tshuva, and so it's a it's a tshuva dekenyan. It's part of it's part of midarkia tshuva. It's part of the process of tshuva, and that's the general mitzvah. When an esar takes it comes to a person or to a tzibur, that we there's a special mitzvah to do tshuva as a response. And one of the ways to do tshuva, one of the aspects of expressing that tshuva is with chatzaytris and so on. Says the Rambam, umidivrei seifrim, and midrabbanan, midrabbanan, Chazal gave another angle of expression to in 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 the midst of doing tshuva when there's an esetzara, lisames al kol tzara shetavi al to fast when a tzara comes. Atirachum min hashemayim until the rabbanan shemaz rachmanis and the tzara goes away. Umei hatainis elu and during these fast days. Zayikin the tefilas with tachnunim. There's a lot of davening. We call it in davening. Omar mechatzaytzis. Some people chatzaytzis. So, in other words, what the Ram is saying is that we have this mitzvah. We have. There's always a mitzvah. To, there's always a concept of tshuva. I'm sure that the Ram doesn't count the mitzvah of doing tshuva per se. So there's always a concept of doing tshuva. But says the Rambam, when there's an eighth tzara, when there's a specific tzara that comes to a community or to an individual, then you have a specific mitzvah to do tshuva. And the mitzvah to do tshuva, the Torah expresses that with this concept of blowing chatzaytzis. But that's just, just one of the ways to inspire, and it's one of the ways of chumidarke and tshuva. And says the Rambam, and a, and a rabbinic sort of a derivative of this, a rabbinic uh, part of this mitzvah is to fast. So says the Rambam, it's uh, pretty much clear from the Rambam, that the concept of fasting, when there's an tzara, a drought, a mulcham, and so on, is midarke and tshuva. It's just one of the expressions of tshuva. It's one of the just like we daven at that time, and we blow at that time, so you fast at that time. It's just part of the tshuva process. It's part of the tefillah tshuva process. Now the root, the source of this in Chazal, that a tainus is somehow related to tshuva slash tefillah, is in Marmaka number three. There's a Gemara in Brachas. It's a well-known concept. The Gemara says in Brachas and Daf Yudzayim and Aleph. It's a whole Gemara over there talking about the different customs of different Amaroyim, of the different tefillahs that they would say after their Shmanasri. So after Shmanasri, you say Latinitzar, which is one of the, it's a nusach that one of the Amoraim had. So it goes through the different tefillahs of the Amoraim. So the Gemara says like this, in that context, Rav Sheshes, Rav Sheshes, Gavi Yosef Tanisa, when Rav Sheshes would fast, when he had a personal fast day, Vasa Dematsli Omar Hachi, after his davening, he would say the following tefillah. Rebain Hoylamim, Master of the Universe, Goli Lufenecha, it's known before you, Bezmancha, Besam Migdash Kaim, that when we have the Besam Migdash, Adam Chaite, Person didn't have Vera, Umakriv carbon. They're being a carbon. And what part of the carbon will go on the Mizbeach, the blood and the fats? And that would bring an atonement. The Achshav, and says, so Sedra Shesh is now there's no Vesem Mignesh, but now, so Yeshavti Vitainis. So instead of a carbon, I sat with a fast. And my blood and fat has been decreased. So it should be your will that the fat and blood that's been decreased because of my fast, <coughs> that it should be that it should be as if it was brought in the mezbech and, 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 and I should have a kapara from whatever that era on Rosh level that he's doing tshuva for. In other words, in other words, this Gemara is telling us again that's Rosh Hashanah's tefillah is that the fast that Rosh Hashanah was, was personally taking upon himself. Was midarkei tshuva? It was part of his personal tshuva process, just like a carbon. Right? Why is a person bringing a carbon? Midarkei tshuva. It's 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 an expression of his davening, and it's an expression of his tshuva that he wants a kapar for whatever it is. So he davens, and carbonists are like davening, and he's doing tshuva. He says vidui on the carbon. It's, it's that, that's an expression of tshuva, and that's exactly what a fast day is. That's why, by the way, it's brought down by the Rishonim already, and, and the Rizal has kavanas based on this. That we know that when a person fasts, I don't know if you ever. Like now, now that I'm going to tell it to you, you'll, you'll be aware of it. But um, your body gets hotter when you fast. Your body gets hotter. Like your 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 temperature rises. Not to get a fever, but but your temperature rises. Your body creates more heat within itself, and you feel it when it, when you're fasting like that. When it goes longer, then you start getting cold, you know. But uh, but immediately when you're when you miss that meal, your body gets gets hot. And the Rishonim say that's the beginning of the fire of the mizbech. So there's a certain fire within a person. It's a fire, and it and it's burning the chelav and the dam that's you, and that's a carbon. So that's all the Rambam and the Gemara. That's this category of fasting, which is a category of fasting that uh, again you take upon yourself when there's an esar or a klal. It's midarke Okay. On the other hand, the other type of fasting which we're more we're more familiar with, which is set fast days because of Chor Beis Hamikdash, is that the same way? So you can also think of it as the same thing. So we also have to do tshuva. 
And that's the base of is true because of our affairs. So we have to do tshuva, so we're fasting. It's also midarki at tshuva. So you could definitely think of it the same way. But if you take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam seems to say slightly different. Take a look at Marmaka number four. This is also Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva, but it's further on. It's in the, in the fifth chapter of Hilchus Tshuva. So let's read through it together, but like, try to pick up on the subtlety. It says the Rambam, Yesh Sham Yomim, there are days, again, until that, until chapter five, until Parakeh, he's been talking about personal fast days or communal fast days that are because of current events. In Parakeh, he begins to talk about old fast days that we, that we have set on the calendar. So it says the Rambam, Yesh Yomim, there are days on the calendar, that everyone fasts, because of tsaris that happened in the past. Says the Rambam, to awaken the hearts, and to open up the path of tshuva. And it should remind us of our negative actions. And the actions of our ancestors, which unfortunately, to a certain degree, we're carrying on. <clears throat> that us and, they, what, and what they did, <laughs> that caused these tsars. <laughs> that by remembering these things, which the fast day triggers, <laughs> will begin to do tshuva. <laughs> As the Pasuk says, that you, should, that you should do tshuva for your sins and the sins of your ancestors. That's the Rav. Okay, so you read it quickly. Tshuva. Fast day's tshuva. But again, the Rambam, you have to be very careful with the words. In, in, in the second Maramokim, where he talked about the, the fasties of current events, the words of the Rambam were that this is midarke tshuva. This is part of tshuva. This is one of the expressions of tshuva, is to bochatzertzers, is to daven, is to fast. It's midarke tshuva. All of a sudden, when it comes to old fast days that are set in the calendar, the Rambam adds in a word. It doesn't say midarke tshuva. The Rambam doesn't have to add in more words. He says, to open up darke tshuva. To open up Dark Yitzhuva. And even then he goes on to say, and it's to remind us of our negative deeds, which then, once you are reminded of our negative deeds, we'll do Tshuva. <clears throat> in other words, what the Rambam seems to be telling us is, is that the fundamental difference in the type of fasting that we have, when it's from, like, a Sarvatevish, Thomas, the old fast days, they're not an expression of Tshuva. They're an expression mm-hmm. of Tshuva. By, when there's a communal, when there's a current event, we're assuming you're already holding in, your heart is already open. You're ready, you're ready to do tshuva. You are doing tshuva, and you're fasting as one of the expressions of your tshuva. But when it comes to these old fast days, that's not the insight. We're not assuming you're already holding in tshuva, and this is just a certain expression of that. We are not assuming that way. The concept of the fast day that we have because of Chor Beis HaMikdash is in order to open up Darkei Tshuva. And to remind us of historical events in order to get us in the process and to begin that thing that's called tshuva. We're not in tshuva yet. We're not in tshuva yet. <coughs> to put it slightly differently, if you take a look at Maramukha number five, not different, but just a different, you know, uh, different way of, of expressing it. In Maramukha number five, there's a ran in the beginning of, it's in Mesechus Tainus, it's the beginning of the fourth chapter of Mesechus Tainus, and the ran makes an interesting observation. If you take a look at the Sugis and Mesechus Tainus, it's clear that those fast days that were because of a current events, so obviously they would fast. And, and, and very often, if it was a really difficult Indian, they would even fast like the level of, of Yom Kippur with no, with no showering, no leather shoes, and so on. And the Gemara says they would also daven ni'ilah, special tefillah of ni'ilah. And so that was something that was, that was true for, these, uh, for the current event fast days. The Ran asks, why don't we find tefillah ni'ilah by the fast days that we have for the Churm Mesa Migdash, Rami Dav Why not? So says the Ran like this. Shleitiknu Ni'ila, says the Ran, Ni'ila is an added fila that we're going to put on a day if the essence of the day is davening. Is davening. Shleitiknu Ni'ila elabatainius shahuk vlatfila. In other words, when it, like we saw in the Ramam, those fast days that are about current events, the fast itself. Is midarke tshuva. It's one of the expressions of tshuva, and another expression of tshuva is davening. The the essence of the day, the, the definition of the fast day is that this is one of the multiple expressions that we have of tshuva, and davening is certainly a part of that. Davening, the tshuva itself, is in language of davening. On Hashem Khatasi, Hashem Baganu, and so on. It's 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 a language of tefillah. So when you're fasting. The definition, since the fast itself is an expression of tshuva, and tshuva has to be tefilladik, that's how we do tshuva, we, we daven to Hashem to forgive us, 
So Mamela, we add tefillas in the fast day, because the definition of the fast day is tshuva, and tshuva is connected to tefillah. They're wrapped up they're in the same package. Says the Ran, <coughs> therefore, when it comes to the fast days that are that are current events, those are days that are fundamentally rooted in davening and tshuva. But the other four, the other fast days that we have by the Beis Hamikdash, they're not expressions of tshuva, like the Ramam said. They're just about allowing us to open up pathways of tshuva, to get us into that, to remind us of of, of our history, to remind us of what we're missing, and hopefully with that, the heart will be open to do tshuva. Or in other words, therefore, says the Ran, and this is what the Ramam probably means as well, is that these fastings that we have because of the Beis Hamikdash, we are fasting not to, not as an expression of tshuva, not because we're, we're sacrificing ourselves as a carbon. We are fasting in order to remind ourselves of a tragedy that took place. And if a tragedy took place in your life, the last thing on your mind would be to eat. Just like in Ovils, you know, there's a mitzvah on the community to feed the other. Why? Because the Ovil himself, Lolainu, is not, he's not thinking about food. So he's not going to take care of himself. So we need other people to take care of him. So when we're talking about fasting on, on these four days, it's in order to, to try to try to get us back into that mindset of remembering what we lost and acting as if, you know, it, it matters, you know, it matters to us. And that will hopefully open up the Arkei Tshuva, but, but it itself is not an expression of Tshuva. Therefore, there's no need of Ni'ilah on these fast days. It's not a day of Tshuva, per se. It's a day of opening Tshuva, of reminding us, of trying to, to, to sensitize us to what we lost. And that's what the fast is about. Like, again, just exactly what the Ramah said, like in the bold words in Marmok number four, that we should open up the path of tshuva and to remind us of what of, of, of our negative deeds and and when should be and when we remember them then then we'll do tshuva but the fast is not tshuva why not why not so let's try to understand this why is it that Chazal didn't just keep things even like this is always you know, don't take it for granted. Like Hazel just tried to make things confusing and complicated. It doesn't have to be two dinim. You know, what I'm saying it, it could it could have just been one din, right? So why 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 is it the Chazal are making it such a thing that these old fast days are fundamentally they're, they're not midarke tshuva? Why not? So let me explain in halacha why, and then we'll see in pinimis as well. If you take a look in the Rambam in Marmokin number two, where he talked about the current events fast days, which are an expression of tshuva. So the Rambam. Again, he went through this at this point, blowing the trumpets and davening and fasting as well. And then the Ram added in a few a few words. If you take a look at um, sort of the second to last, like the, the last long line, first line is Hatzibur. So the Ram said again that you blow Hatzaitris and you fast and you daven when a tzara comes. It says the Ram, Ad until the Rabbanishim has compassion on you. In other words, until the tzara goes away. Why is the Ram adding that word? Adding that sentence. Obviously, once the tzara goes away, you don't, you're, you're not, you're not fasting anymore. Obviously, why does Rambam have to say that you should, that you're doing tshuva, you're fasting, and you're davening until the Rebbeinu Shalom has rachmanim? Again, everywhere the Rambam is measured. The answer is what the Rambam is telling you is a halacha that if you're fasting, if you're doing tshuva, then and davening because of a certain issue, then al pi halacha you have to continue davening and continue doing tshuva until the issue goes away. Right? So he goes. It's not like, you know, there's a, there's a difficulty coming and because of that, there's an obligation to respond to it with davening. So I, I davened, I said, and finished. No, no, no. Says the Rambam, You're mechuyiv to continue davening and continue fasting and continue doing tshuva until it's clear as a simon from heaven that, the, that it's been accepted in the fact that the tsar goes away. If, therefore, if the halacha would have been that as a response to Chorim Beis we're fasting as an expression of our tshuva, then we would not be allowed to stop fasting until Mashiach comes. The fact that we're oblig- that we're not able to that we're allowed to eat any day, that we only have these specific fast days, is because and, and how, so 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 in other words, so, so Tishav happened. The Beis was destroyed. How do they wake up the next day and eat? How do they go the next day? The answer is because the chiv, our response to Chur Beis is not necessary. We have to do tshuva. But our communal response is not tshuva, it's leftoyach darkei tshuva. It's to, our communal response is to open up within our hearts and to get us into that place to be able to do tshuva. But if the fast day that's been, that was established by, by the Nevi'im 
was midarke tshuva, then we wouldn't be able to stop. And because uh, we don't know when Mashiach comes, we don't know when Mashiach comes, so the, 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 the halacha was never to fast for, for Mashiach as, a, as an expression of our tshuva, as an expression of our davening, that this tsar should go away, because then you can't stop once you started fasting until the tsar goes away. The answer is, it's not for that. This is just a zikaran. It's, uh, it's to remind you, it's to, to remind you of what happened and to hopefully open the heart to do tshuva. When, when are you actually doing tshuva? That's you as an individual and you figure out the way to express that yourself. But as a tzibur, all we're asking of us is l'ftoich darke tshuva. And then, there's no achi, and then, then, then it doesn't have to be achi Okay. Now let's understand this a little bit more in Pnimus. <clears throat> the, this Indian of fasting because of Korban Beis Hamikdash, and again in Halacha, what we've seen is that the definition of these fast days again is not—it's not an expression of tshuva. It's l'ftoich darke tshuva. It's to open up. It's to open up the pathways of tshuva. It's to, and 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 uh, as the Rambam said, zikaron l'masein aroyim. To remind us of our negative deeds, right, and to remind us of our ancestors, to remind us of the tzara and the and the difficulties that uh, befell us and continue to befall us, that it should be a zikar. <coughs> this inyan of remembering, and again, that's the nakud over here, is that these fast days that we that we that we have are in order to remind us of the tzara according to and that memory should evoke within us a desire to do tshuva, but it's about remembering. So what does it mean to remember? What does it mean to remember? In Torah, when the Torah talks about the concept of remembering something, remembering a Molech, remember there's an end of remembering, because again, that's what the, those, those were the special words that the Ramam used, that it's not tshuva per se, but it's to remind us of, of our negative deeds in order that we should then do tshuva. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a day, the fast days that we have the commemorative base of Migdash are days of Zikaran. We're fasting in order to remind us of our negative deeds and of the tragedies that befell us, in order that we should use that memory to then do tshuva. What does it mean to remember something? What does it mean to remember something? So take a look at Marmaka number six. This is from a sefer from Ratzadik and Sirka Satzadik, Pis Nun He. So it says like this. And this defines for us what memory means in Tyre. Ikr Haveris, says Ratzadik, whenever a person sins, Chas it comes because of forgetfulness. It comes because a person forgot. A person does something wrong, God forbid. It's because you forgot about God. You forgot about the Brayoilam. You forgot about your Yiddish name. So what does that mean? I forgot. Like, uh, like Otaka, I remember. There's a Brayoilam. Like, what does it mean to forget? So it says, Ratzadik Shubalev. When we talk about memory, to remember or to forget, it says Ratzadik in Torah, it's never something of the mind. We're not talking about something that you've intellectually remembered, and uh, sometimes you literally, for, like, I forgot where my keys are, I forgot that there's a bar That's not what we're talking about. There's something that's called zikar and shebelev, and shechach asalev. We all know this, that there, there are certain things that, concepts that we know in the mind, but lavdavka does it resonate in the heart, right? There are certain things that are entrenched in, in, your, in, your, in your heart, so to speak, that akadekach, it's just part of your, it's, it's part of who you are. It's part of who you are. <clears throat> the heart over here obviously doesn't mean that physical organ. It means the, the ability to absorb certain information that it becomes literally a part of you. Where it becomes uh, something that guides your very life, even subconsciously. There are certain, there are certain truths, there are certain qualities like that. Everyone doesn't, no one, no one has, to, has to consciously remember to get dressed in the morning before you leave the house. It's just, it, why? Because that's something that you remember. Right. But we're not talking. That's not a memory of the mayach. That's a memory in the heart. That's that's instinctual. It's, it's it's obvious. You don't have to even think about it. It's 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 part of your uh, your DNA. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's part of your consciousness. hundred percent that you have to get dressed before you go outside. And so there are certain pieces of information that you might know intellectually, and they make their way into the heart. And some pieces of information you know intellectually, but they haven't yet made their way into the heart. That's called those pieces of knowledge that you know intellectually but they haven't yet taken root in your heart that they define who you are that's called that you forgot them doesn't mean you forgot them intellectually but it means that you forgot them in the heart and says Ratzadik all Averis really come because the knowledge of the Rabbani Shlalom was forgotten by the person in the heart says Ratzadik like this the Megillah 
that we have such a phenomenon, you could have something in the head, but it doesn't mean that the heart remembers it. Because if a person felt there was a certain visceral experience and a feeling of the Rabbani Shalom's presence, that the Rabbani Shalom commanded you to do this or not to do this, for this example, then you couldn't have done it. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it, the brain is telling you to get dressed in the morning before you go outside, and the heart absolutely, absolutely <laughs> absorbed that command, that you don't even feel it as a burden. It's just, of course I'm going to get dressed. You know, it's not even a matter of feeling it being a command. It's a dosisness. And so there is such a phenomenon that Yiddishkeit can be like that. The Rabbani Shalom's mitzvahs have taken root in the heart, that it doesn't even feel like a mitzvah anymore. Just, that's the mitzvah. This is, what, this is what I do. Now that might look similar to a person just doing things out of routine. But we're not talking about out of routine. We're talking about because this is, this, is, this is what makes a person feel whole and feel comfortable and feel authentic and feel rich. It's something that the heart, that it resonates in the heart, that this is what I have to do. Uh, not because someone is telling me, but because this is a truth that I feel within my, within my essence. This is called remembering. The problem is that there is such a phenomenon that the heart is closed and the heart is shut and the heart cannot absorb information. Cannot absorb information or information that somehow in the heart can't make its way out to the body, and like it's just it's just stuck, and so things remain in the head, and when things remain in the head, then already it's an avoid. That's avoid. Then you have to like sort of okay, yeah. Then there's a heaviness. Okay, then my brain is telling me this is the right thing to do. So sometimes I listen to my brain, sometimes I don't. When it's from the heart, that's automatic. It's it's who I am. It's what the person is. Teda. He gives an example of this. I'll prove it to you. Right? The Pasuk says, why do we wear tzitzis? That we should remember Tayag Mitzvah, right? Who knows? The Gemachi, the Gemara says, right? The eight strings plus the knots and the wraparounds, it's all 613. And it's interesting. The Gemara says a Misa to show this idea that tzitzis reminds you of Tayag Mitzvah. The Talmud Shazach Aidei Tzitzis. There's a whole Misa in the Gemara, a particular Talmud, a particular person who Nebuch was caught in uh, probably some addictive. Uh, behavior with uh, men and women, and there's a mice that he saved a lot of money to go to a certain woman, and he's going to this person, and he's getting undressed, and he, as he's getting undressed, he has his talis cut, he has his scissors on, he's taking it off, and, and the string slapped him in the face. At that moment, he, he, he remembered, he remembered, and he stopped, and he stopped. It says the Gemara, oh, that's what it means, Lamont Tizkru. So it says it's like this, Visham Hayamazid, Viyadeh, wait a minute, one second, this guy, didn't know he forgot that there's an Avera to do what he's about to do. Yes, of course, of course, he was he was amazed. He he knows that he's doing something that's wrong. So what does it mean that he forgot that the tzitzis reminded him? Oh, that's Lamont Tisku. The answer is we're not talking about intellectual memory. Intellectually, of course, the guy knew what he's doing wrong. The answer is until that moment when the tzitzis slapped him in the face, it was shechas haleiv. His heart forgot about what what the mitzvah was. At that moment, for whatever reason, he was like such a thing that the tzitzis slapped him, and Mamela, his heart remembered. What his brain has been talking about for so long, and that's called Lamantis Guru. <coughs> that's called Lamantis Guru. Rak Shamdu at Tzitzis Negdai. The Tzitzis came, but his Chadishlai has a Chira, Rak bin Amaych Lalev. And all of a sudden, the heart remembered what the brain has been talking about. So that's what you see that Zikarin is a definition of the heart. And this is something we find also from the Kadmain, from the Rishainim. Dolache Nismach Parshas Tzitzis. Also about Tzitzis. Tzitzis is again about remembering, and it's right next to the Parsha of the Makaishish. The Makaishish was the person in the Midbar that was Machal Shabbos. There's different ways. Machlek is how he was Machal Shabbos. He was Machal Shabbos, and he's killed in Bezdin. Moshe Rabbeinu's Bezdin was killed because of Chol Shabbos. And then he goes, and the parsha goes, continues to Tzitzis. And the Rishonim say that the reason why Tzitzis is right after the Makaishish, because Tzitzis tells you you should wear Tzitzis, which will remind you of Torah Mitzvah. And if you're reminded of Torah Mitzvah, you're not going to make the mistake of the Makaishish. Not to forget that it's Shabbos. We're talking about Tzitzis is going to stop him from becoming the Makaishish. The Makaishish was Machal Shabbos B'Mezid. That's why he was killed in Bezdin. You don't get killed in Bezdin for doing Chil Shabbos B'Shaygi. So the Rishonim is saying, the reason why Tzitzis comes after the Makaishish, because the Makaishish was Machal Shabbos, and, 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 and so how do we stop ever from making that mistake? Oh, so you have Tzitzis, which reminds you of, of, of the Targ Mitzvahs. And one of them is Shabbos, you won't be the Makaishish. How does Tzitzis help me from that? The, 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 the Tzitzis will remind me of the mitzvah. The, the Makaishish knew about the mitzvah Shabbos, and he afal pekin was Machal Shabbos. He was doing it amazing. The answer is, it says we're not talking about forgetting and remembering in the head. Of course the Makaishish knew about Shabbos in the head. He was amazing. 
But what he forgot about is Shabbos in the heart. That's what he forgot about. And since this comes to remind the Jew, what does it mean, Lamantisgru? The remembering of the heart. So, <clears throat> in other words, the definition of, zik- of zikaron, of t- to remember something or its contrast to forget, is never in Torah in the head. It's always a matter of the heart. So let's go back. When the Rambam said that the function of these fast days regarding the Beis HaMikdash, Sarbatevis, Vachul, and so on, is what? Is Zikaron, is, 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 that we should remember the, the Averis that we've done and, the, and, 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 and to remember all the Saris and the Churim Beis HaMikdash, the, the, this is not a matter of like I'm fasting what, to, talk, to remember something that I intellectually forgot. That's not the point. The point is that these fast days are in order to remind the heart of these things. That to, to open the heart up that the heart should become more sensitive and more feeling and a little bit less closed and less shut in order to allow these things that we intellectually know anyway to allow it to resonate. And that itself is the opening of Dark Yachuva. We have many psukim in Torah that tshuva is not something that a person does with their head. Tshuva is not something you do with your body. Tshuva is something that's delayed. The Pasuk says many times that the lave is shoved, the heart, that the Rabbana Shalom will open up your heart, and your heart, and then you'll do tshuva. The whole inning of tshuva is something that requires a sensitized heart. If a person doesn't have a sensitized heart, and you don't feel, and the person doesn't feel the difficulty, the weight of one's own Averis, and the weight of the Tsaris of Klal Yisrael, and one's individual Tsaris, then, then, you know, then that's not Shuva. That's not Shuva. And so the function of these fast days by Beis Amigdash is, for one thing, it's to soften the heart, to allow the heart to be opened, in order to allow the truths that we know anyway to enter in, and that itself is what opens up tshuva. So the, 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 the Indian of remembering the, 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 the old experiences, and that is what opens up tshuva, it's the same thing. In other words, the Nakuda is to soften the heart, to let the heart become a little bit more soft. And the truth is, fasting has this quality. I didn't bring this because, I mean, you know, the page is only so big. But uh, one, it's one of the one of the stories from the Rishonim, it's called the Kara Kemach. It's Rabbeinu B'chaya, one of the Rishonim. So Rabbeinu B'chaya brings in his Sefer Kara Kemach, that he says, what's the need of fasting? And you find this in many storms. This is one of the examples, one of the early examples, that the need of fasting is, is that fasting weakens the body. It weakens the body. You know, the, the person gets shvach when they're, when they're fasting. And so says the Karakemach, so the nefesh of Bahamas, the animal soul, the animal body, the, the physicality of who you are becomes weakened. And automatically, when the body is weakened, what is able to be a little bit more uh, vocal is the neshama. Is a neshama, and says and says and says Rabbeinu Mechaya, and that's what a fasting what fasting is about, which is what, which is about getting sort of removing the coarseness and the heaviness of the body to allow the neshama to be a little bit more to be a little bit more soft, to be a little bit more sensitive, a little bit more spiritual. In other words, the function of fast days is to soften the heart, to allow a person to be a little bit more open, a little bit more open to truth, a little bit more open to things that are a little bit more you know, a person's uh, during the course of a day when you eat a lot of food, you become heavy and. And you become desensitized. Even in, in, in you know, when we talk about the, uh, the nefesh of Bahamas, animals are much more coarse than human beings, right? They can survive the cold and heat. They're, they're, they're much more coarse. They're much more, uh, they're less sensitive than human beings are, right? We're, we're, we're so sensitive. We can, you know, we have, to, we have to reconfigure the environment in order to allow us to push and survive. Animals, whatever. You have an animal out there that's, you know, some... Uh, you know, uh, you know, during the winter or something, some like Antarctica, so you have like, you know, wildebeest or something in Antarctica, if, they, if that's where they are, I don't know, whatever. It's like, uh, polar, big, uh, polar bears, yeah, polar bears. So you're thinking to yourself, gosh, freezing. Like, I would lose my mind if I was a polar bear like that. I would, I would definitely die, but I would, before I died, I would lose my mind. And you think to yourself, how do they survive? Is the polar bear cold? Obviously, the polar bear has, I don't know why I'm talking about polar bears now, but it has like <laughs> fur and, and, you know, and skin and blubber and all that stuff. But it is cold. Doesn't mind it though. It's like okay, there's a certain. It, it, it doesn't have the seichel. Seichel. Se, when I say seichel, I don't mean I don't mean the head. Uh, spirituality and shama comes with sensitivity. So animals don't have that sensitivity not as much. They don't have as much sensitivity as human beings for sure. Not so. When we're talking about a person having nefesh Bahamas, nefesh Bahamas means desensitization. Nefesh kiss means sensitive. Fasting, says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, is to weaken the nefesh of Bahamas and to allow the nefesh of Kis to be more dominant. It means to make a person more sensitive. 
So, and these are the two functions of fast days. You have the fast day of current events, which is midarki etshuva. We're assuming that the experience itself is already, you know, uh, there's a fast, there's a famine, there's a drought. Uh, you better be sensitive to it already. Now it's a question of doing tshuva. When it comes to the Chorim Beis HaMikdash, the Avayda is, we're assuming, the, the Ikra Avayda is to make yourself sensitive. To make yourself sensitive. To allow yourself to be sensitive. And in other words, which means to remember the event, because again, remember, memory means in the heart. And the way to do that is by fasting, because fasting makes a person automatically more sensitive by decreasing the volume of the body and increasing the volume of the neshama. It opens up the heart. Now let's understand now, go a little bit, one step deeper, and with this slide, very quickly. This is not a, so it just happens to be this is about Beis HaMikdash. This is the Indian of Chorb Beis HaMikdash. And Befrat HaSarbetevus. In the writings of the Maharal, we find a principle. I'll give you a couple examples of this. Yerushalayim is not just a city. Yerushalayim is not just a city. Yerushalayim is, is a piece of ourselves. What does Yerushalayim mean? Yerushalayim is the heart. There's a Medjish Tanchuma medjish, 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 that just like, we mentioned this before, that just like Yerushalayim is in the middle of Eretz Yisrael, okay, in the, in the, the way Eretz Yisrael is supposed to be, if we had all the territories, Yerushalayim would be in the middle. Just like Yerushalayim is in the middle, so to the heart is in the middle of the body. So Yerushalayim means the heart. Dabra lev Yerushalayim, says in Pasuk, the Kirillah, speak to the heart of Jerusalem. That's the Jewish people. Yerushalayim is called the heart. <coughs> says the Maral in Sefer Netzach, Yisrael Marok, number 7, Parak Yod, Yerushalayim Ashir Be'emsa Haaretz, so Yishalayim means the heart. Or another, another example of this, in Marmukha number 8, this is also the Maral in Chalisha HaGadis in Gidon. Like Marin Gidon is talking about a particular city that was called Tur Malka. It's a big metropolis. And Nebuch, by after the destruction of the base of Migdash, a bunch of years later, Tur Malka was destroyed by the Romans. And so the Gemara says, why was it destroyed? What, what affair did they commit to have that uh, destruction? So the Gemara says, because they weren't misavli, they didn't mourn over Yishalayim properly. Okay, that's why they, they got destroyed. Says the Maral as follows. What's the explanation of that in Pneumius? Since that city of Tormalka were not mourning over Yerushalayim properly, that's why they were destroyed. Why? How could they have an existence if they disconnected themselves from what their existence comes from? In other words, a body is only alive because of its connection to the heart. As soon as the body rejects the heart, then the body dies. Yushalayim is the heart. So if Tur Malka rejected Yushalayim by not mourning over it properly, then of course they're destroyed. That's the end of the, of the body. The body can't survive without the heart. There's no heart, there's no body. So let's understand. So Yushalayim, don't think of Yushalayim and Beis Amidish, which, by the way, is the center of Yushalayim. So it's the heart of the heart. Don't think of Yushalayim anymore as just a city. I mean, you could think of it as a city for sure, but it's it's more than that. It's the heart. So now let's understand what happened on Asarbatevus. What happened on Asarbatevus? Asarbatevus since the beginning of Chorim Beis Hamikdash. So physically, obviously, the, in Chitzonius, in terms of Yushalayim being the city, what day is the is the great destruction of Yushalayim? It's Tishuva. But looking at Yushalayim as a heart, what is the really what is the what is the great day that is describing the tragedy? Of of, of, of of what happened is the Sarbatavis. Why? What happened in Sarbatavis? The Yushalayim, there was a siege on Yushalayim. Siege means nothing going in and nothing coming out. The heart has been closed. That's exactly what a Sarbatavis means. That's what Sarbatavis means. And this is, and then once the heart is closed, and there's and then there's no memory anymore, and everything is now intellectual, and the heart has been shut off, and the Sheikh Hasalev. So, of course, a person's Yiddishkeit will fall apart. Everything's going to fall apart. The body's going to fall apart. Everything's going to fall apart. Because the heart has been closed. So, the entire, the, the entire Indian of Kurme, and, and in truth, and, and, and in a certain sense, looking at Yushalayim as the heart, the only thing, the, 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 the heart can't be destroyed. Because the Chazal say the Ravonishlam is our heart. The Jewish heart can't be destroyed ultimately. It can be shut off. It can be closed. It can become, it can become rocky. It can become. A siege can be laid upon it. So let, let's go back. The whole inning of these, of these four fast days, as we said, is what? Is in order to sensitize the heart. Is in order that we, the heart should remember, in order to, to do tshuva, which is an exper, experience, experience of the heart. That itself is being masaking what happened in Yerushalayim. Because the whole inning of, 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 of Chorim Beis HaMikdash was 
ultimately the heart being destroyed or the heart being being uh, disconnected, a, a problem of the heart. And all that remains is, is the head and the body and so on. The whole Indian of Korban Beis Amigdash and Yushalayim, the siege and the destruction, is all about the heart of the Jewish people being tampered with, being tampered with. And so the four fast days that we have are not just uh, random. That itself is a tikkun. What in Pneumius, the Chorim Beis Hamikdash means the Sheikhas Alev. It means a forgetfulness of the heart. It means the Jewish people becoming desensitized to Ruchnis. That's what that's what the 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 the, the attack of Yishalayim means. And so our response is to fix it. When a person fasts over Chorim Beis Hamikdash, that itself is rebuilding Yishalayim. It's rebuilding Beis Hamikdash because by fasting, which means to sensitize yourself and to sensitize your heart. Yushalayim is the heart, and that's exactly, and that, that is its own tikkun. The destruction of Yushalayim means, and again, specifically, the siege of Yushalayim means that the heart has been closed. And what's our response to that? Our, and the, the, the ultimate response is to open our hearts. And that's exactly what we're doing during these fast days. So the fact that Chazal instituted that these fast days are days not of tshuva, but of days of sensitizing the heart in order to do tshuva, in halacha, it was why? It was because uh, once you start doing tshuva for it, you can't stop. In Pneumius, it's much more than that. That's the perfect response to, to Chorim Beis Hamikdash because in Pneumius, that's what Chorim Beis Hamikdash means. Chorim Beis Hamikdash means that the heart has been desensitized. And so the, the, the ultimate response is not just a daven from a sheikh. The ultimate response is to sensitize the heart. That's called rebuilding Yushalayim. That's called, that's called removing the siege of Yushalayim from, from your own heart. That's the best thing you can do. That's the ultimate response what happened to Chorim Beis Hamikdash? When there's a certain sorrow that's coming to your life, then the proper response is to do tshuva. But the, the sorrow of Chorim Beis Hamikdash, the Chorim Beis Hamikdash that we're still experiencing now, is is the, the the deadening and the hardening of the heart. So the response is not to do tshuva. The response is to soften the heart and to make oneself sensitive. And of all the fast days, again, as of all the fast days that expresses this quality of Yishlam the most, and because every other fast day you can see it. You could see it um, as as a you you could you could get um, uh, you could lose focus of Yerushalayim as the heart, and you could um, get lost in Yerushalayim the city, because once the so for example Shoshav Thomas the walls are breached, that's terrible, that's terrible that that, that that's a real that's a real tsar for the city itself. And Tishavov, certainly the city was destroyed. It's destroyed. That's certainly a tsar in the city itself. But Asabatevis is interesting. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. In other words, it, 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 took, it took weeks and months for the enemy to arrive at the gates of Yishalayim. They saw it coming. The Sisters of saw it coming. What exactly? Nothing happened yet at that moment when the city was laid siege. We're talking about weeks later where, yeah, now there's no supplies coming in. And people say, but the moment of, of the siege, that, that, why, that, that's, nothing really happened then. The answer is, the Indian of Asar Batev's Be'etzem is really focused, it's hyper-focused on Yishalayim being the heart. And once Yushalayim is the heart, then the Iker Indian is a Sarbatevs. Because ultimately, the, the, the heart can't be ultimately destroyed. What a heart can, the Jewish heart, what it can happen, a siege can be laid upon it. So when we talk about Yushalayim as the city, then you're right, the Iker might be Tishabav. But Yushalayim as the heart, the Iker is a Sarbatevs. Because the siege of the heart means Timtamalev. It means the heart becoming closed off and nothing being able to go in and nothing to be able to come out. That there shouldn't be and that's exactly what Chorim Beis Hamikdash means in Pneumius. And therefore, our ultimate response is to sensitize our hearts through fasting. So let's go back very quickly to answer the first question. So why is a Sarbatevis the one fast day that is even on Shabbos? The answer is, is that the reason why a fast day can be pushed off to a Sunday, for example, Tisha B'Av or whatever, is because the fast day is hovering on the day. That it hasn't penetrated to the day itself, right? In other words, uh, Tisha B'Av can be pushed up to Sunday because the concept of fasting is usually is, it's hovering on Tisha B'Av. But if Tisha B'Av, for whatever reason, can't be a fast because of Shabbos, it's okay. So you move it over to the next day. In, in other words, it's almost as if the fast days of Tisha B'Av and Shabbos and Thomas and so on are Allah B'Vecham. They're on the heart. They're revolving around these days. If it doesn't, but it, but if it doesn't fit on that day, they move it over. But the whole in of Asarvatevis, the whole in of the fast and Asarvatevis Bifrat is what is that it should be Bilva Vecha. 
that it should be in the heart. That the, the, the whole end of the, of the fast days are always about trying to, to make the heart sensitive. And Befrat Befrat, and specifically Aserbatevis, which is the day that the siege was laid, the inning of fasting on Aserbatevis is going to be hyper-focused on making sure that the heart is open. So of all fast days, the one day that we want to make sure that the fast is not hovering on the day, but it enters and it penetrates the day, to become united with the day as a Aserbatevis. Because the whole inning of there is of something, of a concept, of a phenomenon that's hovering on something, but not uh, integrated within it, that's the exact opposite of what that, that's exactly what we're trying to fix on Aserbatevis. So for the fast day of Aserbatevis to be a fast day that hovers on the day, but isn't completely integrated in the day, is the exact opposite of what we're trying to fix on Aserbatevis. That would, that would be a disservice to Aserbatevis. The whole inion of our fasting on Aserbatevis is to try to fix the inion of the siege of Yishalayim, which is the heart being closed, and words of Torah and words of Yiddishkeit just being on the heart instead of being in the heart. Therefore, in halacha, this reflects itself also with Aserbatevis, that the fast day is integrated in the day itself. That you can't have this concept of the fast moving to a different day. It is Aserbatevis. And so our fasting on Aserbatevis, which fasting means to sensitize the heart to begin with, plus on Aserbatevis that the fast is integrated that it's part of the day itself, that it can't be moved over even from a Shabbos, all of this is the tikkun of Aserbatevis. It's fixing the inyan of the heart of Yerushalayim, the heart of the Jewish people being laid siege on, te- on Aserbatevis. And our avoid on Aserbatevis is to do everything we can to make our hearts more sensitive. And that's what the fast is about. And Befrat, the fast, that's completely integrated in the day itself and not just hovering above it. Like the famous word from the Kotzka, right? It says in Pasuk that should, the words of Torah should be Alavavecha. Why Alavavecha, not Bilvavecha? So Kotzka said, Nebuch, sometimes the heart is closed. And so, in the very least, it should be Alavavecha. That sometimes, eventually, the heart is open, the words will fall in. But that's not the time. But, uh, but that's all phenomena. That's all because of the siege of Yishalayim. The whole thing of Aserbatevis is to fix that. That the words should be Bilvavecha. So that's how the fast was instituted, that the fast is also in the day, not hovering on the day, not something around the day, but the day itself. That's my Yamaza. And that's the Indian, that's the Nivasarbatevis. So all the fast days around the Khurim Bisamikdash are all about making the heart open to become more sensitive. That's what it's all about. And that itself is rebuilding Yushalayim within the self. But of all the days, the one day that that Indian of opening the heart is highlighted the most is certainly Asarbatevis, where the Indian of the siege took place which is the ending of the heart being closed to begin with, and then once the heart is closed, like I said, then everything else falls apart in Yiddishkeit, but the heart being closed in Servatevis, and the male, the fast of a Servatevis, is hyper-focused in this Indian of, of things being completely integrated and, and being absorbed properly. And that's the end of a Servatevis. So, Hashem Shadalpas, we should be zeichet to not have to fast in a Servatevis because of Binyin Beis HaMikdash, and we should be zeichet to have the, the level of Das and integration of Mashiach, Vimotres, Yeshek, Mali, Amachas, and Vies, Kol Tzedek, Meir, Vimeinu, Amen. Yeah. It's the same in the trail. It's like when we have a chetzitzis, a pulsar, a shalit,